Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Friday edition of Locked On Rams, and today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Today we got a packed show full of some Rams players and coaches updates. Uh, Many of them have spoken to the media recently, so we're going to kind of dive into some of the comments that have come out, whether that's things that are happening right now across the country and everything that we're dealing with, as well as uh, some injury updates, some camp updates, Jared Goff getting some players together. We're going to talk about that, who he's throwing with, and how they have coordinated that so far. And then we're going to finish with hearing from Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock of Lockdown NFL had a conversation with them the other day about the Rams, and some interesting things came out from that conversation. So a fun show today. We're going to be back next week again with uh, another three shows slated for next week. Having a couple fun guests on, talking some Rams content here, and then following along with everything that's coming out in the NFL as they continue to uh, adapt with everything that's going on. As we know, NBA is getting closer as July is approaching, and they're looking to restart their season. And don't forget, we've got all that covered here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, so uh, take a look around. We've got tons of amazing podcasts here on the network. Go check them out. NBA is getting ramped back up, so I'm really excited to kind of dive into that. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode yesterday uh, with our eight black hosts that came on and shared their experiences, uh, their stories, and how they've uh, dealt with some of this stuff growing up through their lives and what all this uh, that is going on right now means to them. So I know I enjoyed it. It was about an hour and a half. We didn't put any uh, ads in the show. It was just those guys uh, sitting down here on the mic and having a great conversation. So I thank them for being able to kind of open up to everybody. And then I also thank our network for really getting behind them pushing it across every single podcast. Over 140 podcasts played the same podcast. Uh, So I thought that was really, really inspiring. I listened to it uh, today in the morning, and I really appreciate those guys uh, for what they do here on the network, but also coming on and being able to kind of give us a kind of peek behind what they've dealt with in their life. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, again, it's about an hour and a half, so uh, find some time. I really recommend you guys listen to it. Some really good stuff that came out of that. So appreciate all those guys and support them 100%. But for today, uh, we're going to get back to some Ram stuff because uh, things were kind of moving over the past couple days, and we've heard some from some players and some coaches. Uh, so we're going to discuss that here today. So with all that other good stuff out of the way, you guys know where to find us. You guys know where to hit us up on social media. LA underscore Rambling Bear, Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. There, you have it. It's on here. You know where to find us. Let's get in to the good stuff. The NFL came out today and canceled in-person minicamps. They said that virtual OTAs will be extended and can run till June 26th. So what does that mean for the Rams? I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. Although virtual OTAs can run till June 26th, Sean McVay said the other day that their virtual offseason program ended yesterday. He stated in a conversation with local media that the Rams have wrapped up their virtual offseason and they are complete. He went on to say that he was really proud of everybody that participated and that they were able to take in this information as well as retain it. 
He also gave some good credit to the team and the staff for handling everything uh, without flinching. He did mention that one of the challenges for them is now everyone holds each other accountable because you're going to be stepping away uh, from the structure that they've had, uh, whether that's virtually or not, uh, for the past few weeks. And now we'll be going back to everyone having to hold themselves accountable and their teammates. But another interesting thing is, you know, Sean McVay said that he thinks he, this team is closer than ever. And we've heard players uh, say the same thing. Robert Woods is kind of uh, complimented Sean McVay for the way that he's handled things in the last couple weeks and allowing the players to have a platform to speak on it. Obviously, many of people have talked about uh, what will they do as far as protests go, peaceful protests on the field. Jared Goff was one of the players that said he will support anything that the team and the players want to do. That this time, even before two weeks ago, has really brought everyone together. Uh, communication as an all-time high. So really excited to see how they take from this step going into their next step. And what is that next step? Obviously, nothing is finalized yet because the Rams have to kind of wait and see what the rules and regulations will be for the rest of the league. Uh, but he has a vision of training camp kind of in two steps. And yes, it's still going to be held down at Cal Lutheran. Potentially the last year, obviously, the Rams are putting a lot of work and construction in the Inglewood area as well as up in their home headquarters, which is in the Thousand Oaks area right now. Uh, but Sean McVay said that he's targeting uh, July 28th for vets to show up for camp and as early as July 23rd for rookies. Get those guys on the field. Get them to start getting into work. And it's not like they haven't been doing some work so far. Jared Goff also spoke to the media and he said that he's been getting a few of these guys together and working on the side, throwing with some of the rookies and trying to help them learn this playbook. He specifically talked about two of the three offensive skill position players uh, with Cam Akers and Bryson Hopkins uh, saying that those two guys have been great. It's been fun to watch them learn. They both are just so smart and able to pick things up so fast. He has been throwing with them, coordinating some of that, starting to throw the football, starting to talk about the plays. And that's what I really loved about the development of QB1, Jared Goff, this offseason. Stepping up as a leader has been a big thing for him this offseason. Of course, we talked about him coming out right away in the support of Black Lives Matter in that movement, saying, quote, and which side would you like to be on? The side that's right, that stands for the black community and social justice. That's a quote from Jared Goff. Really great to see his growth. He went on to say that he's learned a lot here going into his fifth year, kind of laughed it off and said, well, I know I say that every year, but seeing some of the stuff that he's done as far as taking this vocal leadership, a uh, big thing that I've put on him in this off season to want to really see from him, especially with big time guys like Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley gone from this offense need more of a vocal presence as well as getting these guys in the offseason, scheduling them to come together, making sure as you see around the league and you see some of these other big time names like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers have been getting guys together to throw, try to get on the same page, getting ready for the season. Jared Goff definitely has earned some points in my book, at least when it comes to leadership, taking that step, that initiative to get some of these things done. So when this offense gets back on the field last year with some struggles, Gives them an advantage, at least, to try to come out here, be ready. Really weird offseason, got to admit that. But Jared Goff definitely is putting in the work this year. Excited to see how that translates into the football field in 2020. So speaking of how those things will transition into the field in 2020, next we're going to talk about uh, some of those injury updates. We had a lot of guys 
on injuries coming into the end of this season. So we're going to check in. Sean McVay kind of gives us an idea of where is everybody is at. A lot of big question marks on a lot of big time positions. So we'll talk about that here coming up next. Injuries for the Rams. How they looking coming into this upcoming season. But before we get there, we're also going to take a look at how you can get prepared for the 2020 season when it comes to your car. One reason to repair your car and maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for more important things down the road like mortgage and food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto part at a chain store or a new car dealership? Instead, check out rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business. They've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specification, and price you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com and see all parts available for your truck or car Write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So as the countdown continues closer and closer to training camp, as obviously we talked about earlier, that mini camp uh, has been canceled by the NFL. So the next big step for most teams is going to be training camp whenever that is. And looks like, as we mentioned in that first segment, that it's going to be mid-late July, uh, depending on the rules and regulations that the NFL will probably be setting out here uh, in the next couple of weeks, kind of getting people prepared. We saw some leaks of that over the last couple of days, uh, six feet apart in the locker room, uh, trying to schedule different times to uh, practice or have people in together as meetings. Obviously, wearing masks inside the building, medical checks, making sure that everyone has the right temperature, all those type of things that you see a lot of other industries doing right now. Uh, we will have to see what the NFL plans to do as they get closer. I think they're going to keep a really close eye on the other leagues, as we talked about. You've got the NBA looking to start up in July. you got uh, Major League Baseball still trying to figure out how many games they're going to play. NHL is putting together their playoff system right now. Golf is playing as we speak. EPL is uh, coming back, I believe, in early July. There's other international soccer going on right now. So the NFL is in a pretty good position right now to keep an eye on what the rest of the leagues are doing and what's been successful and what has not been. But as we look at when the Rams get back and we expect maybe late July, you got to remember there were a lot of guys that ended the season either on the IR or being banged up and being held out. But the good thing is Rams coach Sean McVay came and said that he believes everyone is going to be coming into training camp healthy, cleared, and ready to go, which is huge. Huge, because you're talking about John Johnson coming back from surgery and rehab. Micah Kaiser, a big piece in that middle linebacking core that a lot of people in that organization are putting a lot of expectations on as far as if you look at who they drafted, uh, not a lot of attention in that middle linebacking core. Micah Kaiser coming back off injury, healthy, cleared, and ready to go. Troy Hill, who was banged up near the end of the year, is healthy and good. Rob Havenstein, who finished the season uh, quote-unquote, 
most likely healthy, but they held him out the last few games, especially as we were trying to get some of those younger guys some action on the offensive line. Joseph Noteboom, another guy, tore his knee up early in the season, back healthy, ready. Brian Allen, knee injury, back healthy, ready. Also, he was the first professional athlete to test positive for COVID, also healthy and back. And then you got Daryl Henderson, a guy that is going to be a big piece of this offense, healthy, had ankle surgery near the end of the year. He said himself that he is all good and ready to go. He said, hey, if minicamp started today, he would be ready to go. And I'm sure I probably left a few guys off this list that were banged up uh, through the season. But those are some big-time contributors, both on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. And McVay gave them a clear bill of health coming into whenever they are going to come back onto the field. So that's what's exciting. Will you expect everybody to uh, stay healthy? Probably not, especially uh, we're going to be interested to kind of follow this along as they put players back on the field. We know that the Rams, from what we've talked about here on this show and what we've seen, have an incredible medical staff that they have a great weight training program and nutrition program. Uh, So they will be very closely watching these players' bodies because going back years ago in multiple sports, and I was kind of listening to another podcast about this, but when people came back, I mean, you go back to that strike season in the NFL in 1982, 1983, somewhere in there where they shortened some games and they had some uh, issues that they had a lot of injuries in the beginning when people came back. So that's going to be a big part of the Rams and what they do on the back end of this is, yes, all these guys are good and ready to go, but can they keep them healthy? How can you get them ready for a very brutal season ahead of them, but also make sure that you're not putting them in a position uh, to break down before they even get there? So exciting news when you look at that. Uh, Another thing that was talked about between the players here recently, Jared Goff was asked about, Uh, The preseason, NFL rumors are kind of reporting out there that uh, they're looking to cut the preseason back from four to two games, potentially, with everything that's going on. Jared Goff's reaction to that was great. That's how it should be. And although I normally would agree with them, this year especially is a little different. It was a little interesting. Our new buddy Jordan Rodriguez over at The Athletic kind of made a couple good points on Twitter, kind of talking about... Yes, some players may love this like Jared Goff, who obviously QB1, $35 million, no one's taking his spot, but it may be a disadvantage to the rest of the guys that potentially are on the bubble of this roster and really trying to battle for a spot. Those games are important for them to shine, especially if you're looking at certain battles like the kicker, uh, the linebacker, whether that's middle or outside. You're looking at backup quarterback with a lot of question marks there. Yeah, John Wolford was here last year. But they went and got two amazing undrafted rookie free agents that I think would like to have an opportunity to come in and compete for that job. So training camps being potentially shortened and or uh, less involved than they have in the past. How does a roster like the Rams, especially when you talk about their high level talent, their high paid talent, and they fill a lot of the other needs in, especially in the ones we've been talking about here with some lesser contracts or guys that maybe are a little bit more unproven How do you really set a depth chart at middle linebacker if you can't have these guys compete against other players 
in a really competitive situation. As much as we don't think the preseason is competitive, you tell me uh, the guys that are 54, 55, 56, and 57 on that roster trying to make it onto this team that those games aren't competitive, uh, they would say something different. So really going to have to watch and see how this preseason develops and which guys are out there. And again, going back to those injured guys, you don't want to put some of those guys out there in case uh, of another injury. But a guy like Joe Noteboom, who you know has seen limited action in his career so far, you also might want to get him in there uh, just to get some reps against some solid competition. Micah Kaiser, same thing. But again, how much do you risk? Of course, we know Sean McVay's opinion on most of this. If you're a starter, if you're a main piece of this roster, you're not playing until week one. Uh, but who is that guy? Who isn't that guy? I'm sure they're going to be very cautious about this when it comes to that. Uh, but very interesting as we're going to pay attention to how the roster is put together as well as that practice squad. Who makes it uh, with this new CBA? There are extended numbers and those are going to continue to grow, I believe, over the next couple of years. But this year, more than ever, as much as I typically would agree with Jared Goff and saying four games is ridiculous, uh, this is probably the first time in a long time I would want to see four games, especially with I've gone three months without live sports. I'm just, give me anything. I mean, Korean baseball was on the other day uh, and I watched about three or four innings of it. So uh, give me preseason football right now and I'm your man. And then as far as scheduling, what do you do? Right now they've got two home games, two away games. Each state is a little bit different. Again, we still have to figure out when and where are fans allowed. Will SoFi open up without fans in it, which is going to be mind-boggling if you see that thing on TV. And right now, two away games, two home games, as I mentioned. Do you now then just get one and one? How does the traveling work? Is this a bubble situation uh, like you see with the NBA? Doesn't sound like it so far. So the NFL still has a lot to answer. But again, their benefit right now is sitting back in that back seat, kind of watching how everyone else uh, moves around in this world right now, in the world of sports, and what is some of the reaction uh, that happens off of that, maybe hopefully learning some things uh, by the time we get ready for our season. But again, the countdown is on, people. We are in the low 90s till uh, the first scheduled game of the regular season, that Thursday night matchup uh, in the NFL. So uh, we got more to get to. Uh, I'm going to play some clips. I was on the Locked On National Football Podcast with Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock and uh, had a really good conversation. So I'm going to play a couple snippets of that. If you didn't get a chance to go listen to it, head over there, Locked On NFL. Uh, I believe it was the podcast on Wednesday. We had a really great discussion about this team, where they're coming in, how to re-sign Jalen Ramsey, what are some of the big hot topics for the Rams. But I was really interested in some of the things that I heard from Matt Williamson uh, talking about the draft process, talking about how the rest of the league may be sleeping on the Rams, but this is a team that is still ready to pounce. They're in their winning window for championship football. So that will be what we talk about next. Stick with us, a snippet of a conversation with Matt Williamson, Brian Peacock, Locked On NFL. But first, because I'm two segments in, and to make it three, I'm going to have to have a little snack here, and that is going to be Built Bar. Really, the best of both worlds. It's a protein bar packed with protein, high in fiber, low calorie, low sugar, but also tastes like a candy bar. It's soft, easy to chew. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They've got 16 amazing flavors, and they continue to add more, it seems like, almost every single week. Head over to the website. Check out what they've got. They've got eight flavors with nuts, eight flavors nut-free. If you have a nut allergy, the great thing, they've got two different factories that are producing these. You will not have any cross-contamination. They take that very seriously. 
as well as the good stuff, as I mentioned. It's packed in this bar, so it gives you all the great energy as those other bars, but it just tastes amazing. I think for me, I love the good stuff. I love eating healthy. That's great, but just give me something that tastes good, and that's what Built Bar did. They delivered on that. Go to BuiltBar.com. You don't have to just take my word for it. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You get $10 off your first order. Again, LOCKDOWN is the promo code over at BuiltBar.com. $10 off your first order. You got 18 in a box. I suggest ordering a couple boxes. They're going to go fast. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. So one of my favorite things to do on this network is do some crossovers, get onto some other shows, especially when I get a chance to sit down and have a chat with Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock of Lockdown NFL, which I had a chance to do uh, earlier this week on Wednesday. And I want to play a couple clips because I always love talking uh, with Brian Peacock. Amazing. Also does Lockdown 49ers has a great football mind and understanding not only the draft process and putting together a team, but also the free agency process and just this NFC West as a whole. He gets the picture. And Matt Williamson, I always love talking to him because of his experience past as an NFL scout and what he's done in this industry so far. Uh, but we had a, an interesting conversation uh, about a couple topics, and I'm going to play a clip here that kind of goes over a few of those. And we'll start with uh, Matt Williamson kind of breaking down the NFC West and where he sees everyone looking at the division as a whole and how the Rams might be kind of sneaking their way through there and being a little bit of what he calls a sleeping giant. Brad, I think it's a really interesting team, big picture, because I feel like everyone is looking at the NFC West saying, boy, it's a great division. Arizona's the, you know, maybe a worst to first. They're the, the dark horse. Seattle's great. San Francisco's in the playoffs. They're really strong. And I feel like the Rams in June here are really being overlooked. And I just want to throw a couple things out to our listeners. First of all, if the playoff format was as it's going to be going forward, the Rams would have been that seventh team. And who knows? They might get in the, the postseason, knock somebody off, and the narrative's totally different. The Rams also faced one of the hardest schedules in the league last year, one of the hardest slate of defenses in the league, one of the hardest slate of offenses in the league, and still averaged 0.6 more yards on offense than they allowed on defense and narrowly missed the playoffs. I mean, I look at this team and think they might be somewhat of a sleeping giant. Yeah, Matt, that's why I love having you on the show, because uh, that's exactly what I've been trying to portray as we've been in this offseason and trying to think of how to try to get from the Super Bowl a couple of years ago to missing the playoffs to, yeah. you know, in this division, trying to say you still have some right to claim to fight near those top positions. Because even if you look back to last year, um, you know, a few games go a little differently in those last five games. And the Rams are right up there fighting for the division. So uh, this right. thing was close all the way up to the end. And I think that with the core pieces that they have, and we know what they gave up to get a lot of these core pieces and the big money that they've signed. And then now in the offseason, the big money that they're going to now take a hit for. Um, and they're sticking to that program. But they've got some really good talent and they've got a ton of young guys uh, there's a lot of question marks places, but they also have a lot of guys to kind of go through if one, two doesn't work out. There's three, four behind, and that includes, you know, offensive line and linebackers. So I am excited for this group because the core and the leadership still there. 
get a little bit better play, you know, taking care of the football from Jared Goff, uh, this offense could find its way back pretty quick. Now, I love hearing that from anybody outside of myself and Rams Nation, which we communicate through on social media and you hear everyone else talking because I think there's a lot of belief within our own organization. I think there's still a lot of uh, concern in within our own fandom and organization of Rams Nation and people that follow the Rams because you don't know what's going on with all the new moving pieces. You don't know what that middle linebacker is going to look like. You don't know what our O-line, how consistent can they pick up and be? And where's Jared Goff? Is he... Uh, did he have one down arrow year or is he kind of, you know, coming back and going to be back towards that 17 and 18 season? But Matt Williamson said it really well there is, hey, it might be the best place for the Rams right now is a little under the radar and everyone's really hyped on the Cardinals and the Niners were just in the Super Bowl and Russell Wilson and the Seahawks always are really competitive. So maybe this is the time for the Rams to put their head down, get back to business and kind of put up some of those numbers that they were able to do offensively and allow the creativity of Brandon Staley on the defense to continue uh, to improve that defense, not only with Aaron Donald up front, but the secondary and the guys in between. So that was a fun part of talking in this conversation. The other fun part was looking at the draft and a lot of Knock here for the Rams as trading away first-round picks. But uh, Matt Williamson also had a really good take as far as look at the long-term picture as well. The Rams have had a plan for a while on how they want to do this. He finds it really interesting and actually proves some numbers here. Uh, Here's that conversation on the Rams, their plans with the draft, and how it can be a sign of success, not only now, but for years to come in the future. Along those lines, there isn't a team in the league structured like the Rams. And this is my own theory, but I think a lot of it's because you got to be in LA, you got to sell jerseys, you need star power, you need to be the Showtime Lakers, you know, that type of deal. But they're going to go five years in a row without a first round pick. They have very top heavy talent like Donald, like Ramsey, like you mentioned. They, you know, they go out and acquire veterans. But I think what people don't understand, and I just did the math real quick here too, is they bring in an inordinate number of draft picks. I mean, they've had 11 yeah. draft picks over or, or 99 draft picks over the last 11 drafts. Obviously that's nine per and the last couple of years, they brought in nine, eight, 11. So it's studs and duds, but it's a lot of duds. Yeah, and that's the that's the exciting thing is even looking at this year's draft class, we don't know how they're going to really pan out, but their first four picks in this draft 33% on those guys you're great exactly and you've got two guys in the second and two guys in the third that can come in and find a role immediately and then you look back on a few of the most recent ones John Johnson uh one of those picks in the third round uh um and then obviously on the offense side of the ball you got Cooper Cup was one of those draft picks so they've hit you're right it's if you just hit on some of those as long as you're stacking up picks and that's something the Rams have really valued is not that first round pick. But, hey, give me a couple in the second, a couple in the third, and we feel that we're going to find a guy. And now we've got four guys coming into this in that slot that we're talking about uh, that, like I said, have a, a really good sight on some playing time. And hopefully if they can perform, you start to look at maybe this is something that, uh, you know, maybe not be knocked nationally. But it is tough because you have to give up those first rounders that everyone loves. I mean, that draft day as we were doing this mock draft across the lockdown platform, I felt a little <laughs> left out because I didn't have first round pick, you know, I mean, it, it is <laughs> tough during that time. But when you get to that second, third round and see some of that value that they can still get, uh, you start to kind of relax a little bit and understand their process. Will it work out? You know, only time will tell. But 
I like the lot that they brought in this year as well. You'll be left out next year too. But exactly you know, the, the point. <laughs> the point is though, if you bring in nine guys between rounds two and seven, nobody's a perfect drafter. I mean, if you hit an okay, you know, percentage of them, you're not going to be in that bad of shape. You know, just bring in quantity as opposed to quality. So like I said, always a good time talking with those guys over at Lockdown NFL. You guys can check them out on all the same hosting platforms that you find us. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever you listen to your podcasts, go check them out. And with all those good things that Matt Williamson had to say, I think I'm going to have to have him here on the show in the next couple weeks and get a little bit more on some of the other things he thinks and maybe find some of those negative things that he sees of the Rams and where his biggest question marks are. Uh, But we had a great conversation, so head over there, listen to that full conversation. That was just a little bit from the first segment. Talked to them for a couple other segments as well, so really enjoyed that conversation. Really enjoyed the conversation today with you guys, getting you guys caught up on everything that's happening here in the Rams world. We will be back next week, three episodes, doing the same thing, breaking it down, giving you all the news and updates that is happening in the world of the NFL and in the world of the Rams. We appreciate you guys listening. With that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time, peace.